You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. World Cup basketball underway. The Tall Blacks have gone down fighting to the US in their opening game. The way this game is going for New Zealand, they like the open floor. Here's Delaney. Got it! The three-pointer! Ben Delaney, look at this. The Tall Blacks storming out to a 14-4 lead over the United States. It was a great start. The Tall Blacks pushed the US early, but eventually went down 99-72. Let's bring in Australian basketball royalty. Andrew Gaze, 22 seasons in the NBL with the Melbourne Tigers. League MVP seven times, 14 scoring titles, played in the NBA for the Washington Bullets and San Antonio Spurs. 280 games for the national team, four world championships, five Olympic Games, an inductee into the Australian Basketball Hall of Fame, the Sport Australia Hall of Fame and the FIBA Hall of Fame and appointed a member of the Order of Australia in 2002. Can't get much better than that. Thanks for your time, Andrew. If you're a player in the New Zealand team, you play the US, how would you feel about a 27-point defeat? Well, it's, it's never nice losing, but uh, I think they're up against a, a very good opponent. A lot of people talking down Team USA this World Cup campaign because they don't have those absolute flat-out marquee players, but uh, this is still a, an unbelievably athletic USA team that's going to be tough to beat, and for big chunks of that game, uh, like you mentioned in the intro, uh, with the grabs that you used, New Zealand took it right up to them, and uh, for a, a lot of it, it was uh, within that 10-point ra- uh, region, so they should be proud of their efforts. Uh, they've, they've got you know, it's a, a performance that hopefully will hold them in good stead for what remains in the tournament for them. When you look at the US roster, Andrew, the, the fact that, as you say, none of the big, big stars are there, does that bring them back to the pack, or are they still demonstrably better than than everybody else in terms of their roster? Yeah, they don't have those absolute big names, but what they still have is uh, incredible athleticism and high quality, and the reputations may not be as good, but in some cases, the talent's not far off, and I think what we've seen in the past is that uh, sometimes when you get those mega stars all coming together that the egos can get in the way a little bit uh, and I think with this team when you've got those players that are that are on the trajectory to be those mega marquee players that aren't quite there just yet then sometimes you don't have to deal with the same personality uh, challenges that they've had in the past so uh, I still think that this is the team to beat for the competition. I, I don't necessarily always get a lot of support for that because we look what happened four years ago in China and they end up finishing seventh with arguably, uh, reputation-wise, a better team than what we've got uh, this time around. But uh, I like the look out of them. Steve Kerr's doing a great job in, their, in in putting some place some pretty simple systems for these guys to work with. So they're going to be a tough out. Australia starting their campaign with a comfortable 98-72 win over Finland. How did you assess their performance? Yeah, it was really good. It was shaky at the start in the, the first quarter. There was, there was a nervous start by the Australian team. It took them a while to, to get control of the game. But uh, in the end, particularly in the second half, they, they, uh, they really took control. They cranked up their defence. Uh, Finland, they, they, they've got some talent and they... Uh, was shooting the ball really well in the first half and uh, Australia had to make some adjustments, which they did. And Laurie Markkinen is a, is a superstar of the, the NDA and uh, Australia did a, a decent job of containing him. The Boomers are currently world number three in the men's game, Andrew. Could they re- realistically win this world championship? Oh, I think they can. And a lot of people scoff at it when you say that, but... 
Uh, I'm, I'm over in Japan doing the commentary, and uh, I've seen eight of the teams already, and, and most of the other teams on TV. And it's it's tight at the top. There's a lot, a lot of good teams in this competition. But I think on their day, if, if Australia get their game together, then they can. But the question mark around the Australian team probably is more to do with with size. Doc Landau, unfortunately, uh, a week out before the start of the tournament, he did his ankle, and he's he's been a big part of it. He was double-figure scorer in, in the uh, Bronze Meadow Tokyo campaign, and, and not having him is going to take some adjustment. But they've got some, some good size uh, across the board as far as uh, that, that mid-tier. You know, guys like Xavier Cook, Jack White can really step up and provide a, a bit more flexibility on the defensive end, although they don't quite have the same height when you uh, don't have Jock Landau there. When an Australian team comes together, and, and drawing on your experience here as well, they come from from all different uh, you know parts of uh, the basketball world. Yeah. Is it is it is it easy or, or or not to mesh into a cohesive unit fairly quickly? Well, it, it varies. I think right now with the, to the team that they've got, that the Australian team in particular, they've got a lot of guys that have, have been through these campaigns before. Guys like Joe Ingles and Paddy Mills lead the team, but. Nine of the players on this team that uh, we're seeing in the World Cup uh, were part of the, the Tokyo campaign. So they do have that familiarity uh, over time. Uh, and, and, and that's the difference with some teams. You'll get quality players like Australia has, but they don't have that history together. And uh, they come together at these World Cup events. And, and when you, you're up against teams like Australia that have spent a lot of time together, it, it presents some challenges. So... Uh, you, it is tough when you when you don't have that uh, longer term experience. But uh, many of the teams over the course of say a decade, they do get that time together. Does commentating at a world championship bring back vivid memories of playing in them? It, it does. It, it what it does. It, it makes you extraordinarily envious of what these guys <laughs> have and the opportunities that they that, that they play. You sit on the sidelines and as a old crepid decrepit 58 year old man you still feel like you can run around there and you want to get out there because you know the joy it brings to you playing and you know the joy it brings to uh the fans and 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 most importantly uh, the honor it is to represent your nation and the joy it can bring to a country so it's uh, a privileged opportunity that these guys have and sitting on the sidelines it's it's hard not to uh to, to be envious of what uh, experiences they're going through we had Sean Marks on the show yesterday and uh, we know what a storied career he had as, a, as an NBA, NBA player and playing club basketball. Much like yourself, uh, he played a lot, well, not as much as you obviously, but played for New Zealand and said it was right near the top yeah. as far as his basketball experience was concerned. Was it the same for you, pulling on that boomer singlet? Oh, 100%. It, it was the pinnacle. Uh, my boyhood dreams when I was growing up from my earliest recollections of, of being able to imagine to do something heroic. It was always representing Australia at the Olympic Games or a World Cup and, and, and doing something special to, to get a win. So it, it, when you eventually get that opportunity uh, to, to fulfil a boyhood dream, it, it, it makes something a little bit more special. Uh, the opportunities I had to play in the NBA and other parts of the world, they were great and I, I wouldn't trade them for anything. But uh, there's nothing like fulfilling those boyhood dreams and, and and like I said it's it's a little different when you're out there pulling on the colors of your nation and you've got the opportunity to not just represent yourself and worry about 
what you're doing is points and the, the challenges, the competitive battles to get the win. It's about how you want a nation to be represented. So there's uh, higher values that's, uh, that, that come into play and uh, it, it makes it for more of a, a, a privileged opportunity. Wonderful stuff. I've really enjoyed talking to you, Andrew. Thanks for taking our call this afternoon. Anytime, pal. Good luck. And good luck to the seaweeds in both the rugby and the, the basketball. That's a tough couple of days, but I'm sure you guys will bounce back. <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. Thanks for dropping that in right near the end. Andrew Gaze, what a legend. Legend of basketball. Fantastic commentator. Good to have him on the show this afternoon. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.